yeah, just random thoughts. Well, hello and welcome to the Tao of June, living an inspired life. Oh yeah, I have my two daughters in the car with me. <laughs> so I am driving back down to Atlanta, Georgia, making this long four-hour drive with my daughters. And my daughter Annabelle, she gets car sick sometimes, and so yeah, I feel so sometimes so worried about her, you know, because I love her so much, and I I know this this drive is hard sometimes for the kids, but I appreciate that they're they're willing to make this drive with me to spend some time with me down in Atlanta for the week and my mom and you know their grandmom so <clears throat> I'm, I'm super happy and proud of them but man I don't know like does your stomach feel weird anybody why does my stomach feel weird yeah I don't know huh <clears throat> but anyways we were just uh, talking, and I played them a little bit of another podcast episode where I was talking about the escape room experience and doing things that matter and spending your time and your money on making experiences and memories that, that are meaningful. And I guess, what makes life meaningful? What makes life worth living? You know, that's something that we could think about. What makes life worth living? <laughs> food and people <laughs> nice yeah that's my daughter Ava she's 12 years old who by the way I always ask her for advice because she always gives me such great advice and I remember one time I was stressing out about what to write in, in a book because somebody asked me to sign a copy of my book and mail it to them and I was like kind of stressed out like what do I write and everything and I remember my daughter Ava what, how old were you at that time like maybe 8 years old maybe yeah bees yeah my my younger daughter Annabelle she's nine and she's saying that bees and flowers make the world go like work and it, it is true if we had no bees we would have no flowers or fruits or vegetables right because they pollinate everything so yeah bees and flowers make the world go around <laughs> Not, that is true but I remember one time um, when I was like struggling and like really stressed out like what do I write I want to write something meaningful you know but not too sappy <laughs> and my daughter Ava she was like dad why don't you just write believe in yourself she's like you know you always tell people to believe in yourself I was like that's perfect you know wow so man I think that and I tell my daughters all the time I think that it's because um, if you think about like if you compare it to computers the old computers are slow and they don't really work well and they don't even run well with the newer programs because they're outdated and they're old you know and so I was telling Ava like my brain is the old computer it was it was made in 1981 <laughs> it was made almost 40 years ago this brain so of course it's a it's an older model and even though I have lots of information, lots of data that I collected and downloaded over the years, so I have more information that I have collected than my daughters because I had more time to collect information. But they can process that information much faster because they have a faster computer. They're, my my daughter, my Ava's, uh, she's working the 09 version. 
and my daughter Annabelle, she has a 2011 version. <laughs> and so I was telling my daughters that it's kind of like the newer phones too. The newer phones, they're they're sleeker, they're they're sexier, <laughs> they're smarter. You know, they work faster. And I was telling them that's why I think that sometimes adults and children have a hard time communicating because we're running different programs. The kids, they're running the new programs and they're, it's faster, it's up to date. And sometimes us older people, you know, we're stuck in that old fashioned thinking sometimes, in that old way of thinking. When the world has changed, everything has changed, you know? So I can't keep running the same programs that I was running back in 1980, you know, 40 years ago. Now I have to keep constantly updating my, my software. I gotta keep updating my brain. And how. Uh-huh, by chewing gum. You know why? Oh, music? Yeah, listening to music does kind of help you. You know why that um, a lot of teachers still say that chewing gum is bad? It's because that's what we were taught when we were kids, when we were, when we were younger. They're saying like, oh, don't chew gum, that's rude. When you're talking to somebody, don't chew gum. So that was, you know, back in the 1980s, you know, like when I was a kid. And we're still teaching that today when actually... Like you're saying, there's new information that shows that chewing gum actually helps relieve anxiety. And, yeah, so... Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard that too. And coloring. Yeah, doodling and coloring helps uh, expand a child's mind. Helps, cre- helps them, you know, develop more creativity. <clears throat> so... Instead of, because when, when I was a little kid, if I was just to sit there and doodle, people might say, you're wasting, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. You don't do that, you know? But it's actually a good thing to doodle because you're letting your mind be creative. But so how do you update your brain? How do you update your software, right? Because whenever my phone needs to update, it tells me, you know, like, hey, your phone needs to update. Do you want to schedule a time to update it? Because if I if I say yes, update it now, then I won't be able to use my phone because it's updating, right? It's downloading new information. It's updating the software. It has to install it. And then I have to restart my phone. It restarts, right? <clears throat> and that's how you update your phone or your computer. I think the same thing with us. We need to take time to update our brain take time away unplug and you you know go somewhere quiet where you're just by yourself and you can write in your journal or you can read a book where you learn something about you know the human brain or anything but you have to read you have to read and gain perspective from other people learn new things and then apply it and and also think about it like don't just read a book and then forget about it Lear, read the book think about what you learn the new concepts and then maybe even take a nap right to restart your brain <laughs> after you read after you gain that new information then give yourself time to process it and then maybe even take a nap you know but we need to take time so i think that's why a lot of us are still running the old programs because we don't take time to update because it's inconvenient just like updating our phones 
But after a while, unless you take the time to update your phone, your phone actually won't work anymore. It'll stop working and it'll it'll glitch out a lot. So then you have to update your phone, right? But how many of us continue pushing ourselves and just living life stressed out, angry, complaining about things, you know, and just never taking the time to meditate, to unplug from the world, you know, and stop using our brain so much so that it can actually update itself, right? Because I think, oh, oh no, I'm okay, thank you. Uh-huh, maybe it's cherry or strawberry. <clears throat> but I think I think what makes life worth living is accepting every moment and, and really being present in each moment and, and appreciating everything in life, even the bad times, you know, and not wishing things were different. I think that that's what's making my relationship with my with my daughter's mom my ex-wife <laughs> I, I think that's what's making our relationship better now too is because I'm not trying to make it anything I'm not trying to get back and like try to get back and be you know be married again or anything like that be husband and wife again or nothing I'm just enjoying the, the her company just enjoying the time you know and being present and just allowing ourselves to just be you know like even the even the car ride down to atlanta sometimes it's like four hours four and a half hours and then when there's traffic coming up there was traffic in chattanooga so it actually took me an extra hour took me like five hours but instead of getting mad or getting upset and wishing it was different oh i wish it wasn't like this that's just gonna make your life more unenjoyable so if you can't change the situation, if you're going to be on the road for four over four hours anyways, it's better to just enjoy the scenery or, you know, look at the mountains, look at the sky, the clouds and appreciate the moment. And, and, and actually, I tell myself all the time, wow, like I'm I'm really lucky to be able to enjoy the scenery and this beautiful drive and I, I'm so lucky to be able to see my girls you know and I, I, I actually instead of thinking oh my god it's four hours <laughs> I think to myself thank god it's only four hours because even if it was eight or ten hours I would still make the drive you know to see my daughters because they're that important to me but thank god it's only four hours and it's not ten <laughs> you know so I can always look at it in a good way instead of saying, oh, my God, it's four hours, you know. Thank God it's only four hours. It's, it's, I can make this trip in a day, you know. And it, it applies to everything, really, you know. Instead of thinking, oh, my God, why is my life so boring? You know, my life sucks. Look at everyone else. They get to go on vacations and they, you know, have all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, instead of feeling like, oh, everybody else has fun but me, my life is boring, try to think about it this way. You are so blessed and lucky to have a safe place to be bored, <laughs> you know, because if you were lost in the woods, 
right? And you there's like hungry wolves and predators out there that are that are trying to hunt you down and kill you and eat you, and you have a broken leg, and you don't know where you are. You're lost in the woods, and you don't know if anybody's going to be able to find you and help you. Think about how scared that you would be. Think about how how terrible that would feel, and how how you would give anything to be out of the woods and your legs not broken and in pain. You would give anything to come back to just be bored in your house again. And you would feel lucky to be bored in your house again, safe, comfortable, bored in your house. You'd, you would see it as such a blessing. You're so lucky to be there because you could be somewhere else. You could be being tortured by some really bad people that kidnap you. You could be stuck out in the, in the ocean, stranded out in the ocean on a raft, dehydrated, and you're surrounded by water, but you can't drink it because it's salt water, <laughs> you know, and you're dehydrated, you're starving. There might be huge whales or sharks swimming by you and you're scared. Think about how, what you wouldn't do, what you wouldn't be willing to give up to go back to your normal life, right? So it's all in the way we think about things. When you change the way you think, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at literally change, you know? And instead of thinking, you know, like, oh, you know, my life sucks. I miss my daughter so much. I wish they were living with me all the time. You know, instead of thinking that, I tell myself, I'm so lucky that I get to talk with my daughters on the phone. We play with the filters <laughs> while we talk, <clears throat> you know? And it's like, I'm so happy that we get to talk on the phone and we get to know each other. You know, I, I love asking them what they like now you know like and seeing how they're changing you know and, and seeing how they're growing i'm so lucky to be their father and i'm so i'm so blessed to be able to spend time with them and here's the thing some maybe when we were living together every single day and we see each other all the time maybe it was it, like maybe i didn't like, I always felt blessed and I always felt so lucky and I always felt so excited to see them after I get off of work to go home. But now because I only get to see them like once every, you know, once a week on the weekends, sometimes, you know, twice, you know, a month. But because my time with them is limited and I know that when I go back home, I'm by myself again and they're not with me. The time that I do have with my daughters is extra special. It's so it's it's that much more precious to me. And maybe I wouldn't appreciate that if it wasn't like this right now, you know? And in the future, who knows? Maybe we'll we will be back in a house together. Maybe we will see each other every day again. But it doesn't matter. You know, the future is the future. Who who knows what's gonna happen? Right now I have a chance to be with my daughters. You know? And rather than thinking, oh, I wish it was the way it used to be, or what is it going to be like in the future, who cares about that? The past is the past, you can't change it. The future hasn't happened yet, and you have no control over it. But the present moment, that's a gift. That's why it's called a present, right? It's called the present because it's a gift. This moment right now is a gift. I'm lucky to have it. I'm lucky to be alive. It's a privilege to be alive and experience everything that life has to offer. You know, when I go to a symphony, 
<clears throat> when I, it's been, I can't even remember last time I've been to a symphony. I think it was like when I was in elementary school on a class trip. But anyways, I love listening to classical music and symphonies and orchestras. And I remember when I went there, they had so many sections. They have the, viol- the strings, the violins, the violas, the cellos. And then they have the percussion, you know, the banging, the clashing. They have the trombones, the brass, all of this, diff- all these different sections. And it all comes together to make one beautiful song, right? A beautiful experience. <clears throat> Same thing with life. It's kind of like saying, I only want to hear the strings. I only want to hear the flutes, you know? It's like, but you're missing out on everything then. It's like, but I don't like the banging. And I don't like the low noise, you know, the bass. Uh, I don't like that. Just give me the treble, you know? It's like you're missing out on the whole experience. So if you say, I only want the good things in life. I only want the nice experiences. I don't want the hard experiences. I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel mad. I don't want to feel any of those things. It's like, well, then why are you here? <laughs> you know, that's not what life is about. It's, it's the full symphony, the full orchestra. So it's like, I, if I'm here, I want the full experience. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you know, give me all of it. I can handle it. You know, give me the bass. Give me the drums. Give me the banging and the clashing along with the beautiful strings and the flutes give me all of it. I want to experience the whole thing, not just a part of it, not just pieces, you know? And I think that's that's basically life in a nutshell, right? <clears throat> think about if you go, life is an experience, right? We, we're here to experience what it is to be alive. So think about going to a movie theater and they cut out all the sad parts, <laughs> Right? And it's just the, the, the fun parts and the action and stuff. Well, then you're missing a lot of the meaningful parts of the movie, right? You're missing out on the full experience. Marvel, for example, you know, the end game. What if Tony Stark never... Oh, my goodness. I hope I didn't ruin Marvel for anybody who didn't see it. <laughs> but you know what? It's been out for long enough. Who cares? If you haven't seen it yet and I just spoiled it for you, shame on you. <laughs> but it... it yeah exactly you're not a real fan of marvel anyways if in the movie you know marvel endgame what if tony stark didn't die you know it's like yeah i guess it would have been nice but you're missing out on the full experience of the story and i remember the directors i was watching the the extra features where they play the movie over but instead of the audio of the original movie, you hear the directors talking and you hear them, you know, explaining what they were thinking, why they why they made a scene a certain way. And at the end, when it showed Tony Stark, when everybody was there saying goodbye and it was so sad, they said that they put that in the movie because they wanted the audience to to experience the full spectrum of emotions. They said they wanted to give the audience the full experience of of life and they're saying that um you know that's why they have jokes there's funny parts you know they want people to laugh they want people to cry they want people to feel all the emotions the full range of emotions that's the human experience and they're saying that if they didn't if they didn't have that sad part where Tony Stark had to make the sacrifice and he died, he gave up his life 
to save the world, <clears throat> then we, they said they would be robbing the audience. They would be robbing us of the full experience. And, and I feel like, what if that's the way life is? What if when bad things happen to us and things are so sad, what if it's because the director of life, God or the spirit or the universe, consciousness, whatever you want to call it, whatever is behind all of this, what if that director of this universe, of our, of our life, what if they're allowing bad things to happen to us not because they hate us, not because they want us to have a bad experience. What if it's happening to us because they want us to have the full experience, the full human experience, so that when our time here is done and we're no longer alive here on Earth, wherever we go afterwards, whatever happens afterwards, if there even is anything afterwards, I don't know, but if there is, I would like to... You know, whenever I'm meeting other people that we were here on Earth and we're talking about our experiences, I don't want to say like, "Oh, sadness." I don't know that. Heartbreak. Oh, I don't. I can't relate. I didn't. I didn't go through that. You know. I want to be able to say, "Oh yeah, I felt that. I felt that. I cried. Wow. You know, like I. Yeah, I had the full experience. I didn't miss out. So hopefully, this this helps anybody who's listening to it. Because, yeah, we went through a tough time. The kids, too. The girls, I mean, I'm sure it was hard on them, too. It was hard on my wife, on my ex-wife. It was hard for me. We went through a really difficult time. <clears throat> but what if it's because that's part of the full experience of being alive so that we don't miss out on what it feels like and also, even even before we die, what if we meet somebody? What if Ava has a friend that's going through a hard time, and the and her and Ava's friend goes up to her and says, "Ava, can can I talk to you? You know, I'm having such a hard time." Ava will be able to relate. She'll be able to empathize, and she'll be have be, have, be able to be compassionate because she'll say, "Wow, I understand how you feel, because I felt that way too. I I know it." You know, rather than, oh, I'm sorry you're feeling sad. I can't help you because I never felt sad before. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so we think we want life to be like a fairy tale. We, we think that if we lived in a castle and everybody served us and nobody told us we're wrong and nobody made us feel bad and nobody ever made us feel, you know, anything except good everybody's kissing up to us everybody's kissing our ass and everybody's making us feel so good because you know they want to be on our good side because we're royalty and we're rich and <laughs> exactly yeah like you know like donald trump's kids or something you know like what it like we think that that's the life that we want just perfect and nothing nothing bad happens you think that's the life you want but really, is it? Because you won't be able to relate with anybody because you missed out on a lot of the human experience because you don't know what it feels like to be hurt, to be sad, to feel lonely, to feel embarrassed. You don't, you don't know what, the, what 
what those feelings are. You missed out on a big part of life. Just like if I went to go see a movie and the movie was about a beautiful girl born to a rich family and she had everything so easy because they were able to pay for everything and not, she never had anything difficult happen to her. And then she went to a really, you know, like good college because her parents are so rich. They were able to, to buy everything, pay for her school, <clears throat> even pay for her good grades. So she graduates with good grades because her parents paid for it. <laughs> and then after she graduates, because she went to such a great school, she meets a really good looking you know, boy from a really rich family himself. And basically like a Prince Charming. They get married. They have beautiful children who go to college and have great jobs. And they don't even have to worry about money because their family is super rich. And they have a beautiful house, and they retire, and they die. I would walk out of the movie theater, and I think I would go straight to Facebook and say, Fuck that movie! <laughs> you know, like, man, why just wasted my time? What? You know, like, I hate that movie. But think about a movie like Rocky, where he's down and out, and he has such bad luck. And everything is just not working out for him. Life is so hard. But he, he doesn't give up. And he keeps, you know, struggling and fighting. And finally, he gets that, that huge boxing match. Because everybody thinks he's a bum. And everybody thinks that he's going to, you know, it's just going to be an easy fight. And even though he loses, he keeps getting back up. Even though he lost the fight, it was so inspiring because he, he didn't give up. He kept getting back up and he kept fighting with, with all of his heart. That kind of movie is inspiring, right? That kind of movie, you walk out of the movie theater feeling like inspired, motivated, like you want to go and conquer the world now, you know? So I just want to give some perspective on this. A lot of times we feel sad or we feel we feel disappointed with our life or with ourselves because we feel like our life isn't perfect and our life isn't going the way other people's lives are going. We compare our life with other people's, which we really shouldn't because everybody's different and everyone's life is supposed to be different. So here we go comparing our life with other people's, thinking our life should look like theirs. And like Einstein said, if you convince a fish that it's supposed to climb a tree, the fish will live its entire life thinking that it's, that it's an idiot, that it's wrong. You know, a fish doesn't climb a tree, a monkey does, you know. So it's like if you compare your life with someone else, you're always going to be convinced that you're not good enough. You know, because you're trying to you're trying to make your life like someone else's when it's never going to be. And the things that other people enjoy, you may not enjoy. And the things that you like, other people might not like. We're all different. So instead of thinking, oh, I wish my life was better or easier, or I wish I had more money, or I wish I had this, or I wish I had that. If you think that way you're going to spend the rest of your life missing out on everything that that matters <laughs> you know you're going to miss out on the gift that is your own life the unique gift that is your unique life you're going to miss out on it 
by complaining and wishing things were different. It's like uh, it's like if we go ice skating and we wish we were doing something else. You know, it's like you're missing out on the experience. You know, <clears throat> so if you feel like your life is hard, if you feel like things are not going the way you planned, and everything's getting messed up, be grateful for even that. See even that as an opportunity to to grow, experience life on a on a deeper level. In that way, through suffering, we connect better with others. Because when we suffer, we understand how someone else might feel when they suffer. And so we're able to be more compassionate, more sensitive to other people's feelings. <clears throat> we're able to help other people. And, you know, we're able to connect with them and, not, and, and help them not feel so alone. So even the bad times in your life, the, the quote-unquote bad times, the, the times in your life that you feel are bad, maybe you're going through something right now that you really are struggling with. If you can, try to change the way you're thinking about it. Try to change the way you're seeing the situation and, and be thankful for even this, you know? Even my divorce, <clears throat> it was the, the most difficult thing I've ever been through in my life. It was horrible. And a couple times I really did wish I was dead. I just wanted to give up. But looking back on it now, even that I can be thankful for and grateful for because it's made me a more a softer person. It's made me more sensitive. And also it made me realize that yeah, sometimes I'm an asshole. <laughs> you know, sometimes I act like a monster because I'm angry and I'm I get emotional. And it made me made me admit, accept that maybe I'm not such a great guy all the time, and that's okay. As long as I recognize it and I try to be better and I try not to be such an asshole, you know, or when I am acting like an asshole, I catch myself and I say, "Oh my god, I'm acting like an asshole again. I got to stop." You know, but I never would have, I would never would have accepted that or admitted that had I not gone through something so difficult like the divorce. So even that I can be thankful for, you know, and during the time with my, when my daughters were very upset and like disappointed with me because I, I messed up, I messed up big time and I just, I let them down and uh, I feel so terrible about that. But even that, I think it can, it, I can be thankful for because I can, sh I can show my daughters that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not perfect and that's okay. And I'm not even close to perfect and I'm not even a great guy all the time <laughs> and that's okay. You know, and to show my daughters, even though I'm not such a great guy all the time, I can try to be and I can work on it. And they can see me change, you know, and they see that I'm making an effort and I'm not, I'm not the same person anymore. I don't get, I don't lose my temper like I used to anymore because I went through a really difficult situation that made me have to change. Either I had to change or my life was just going to keep getting worse and worse. What if I, what if I denied it? <clears throat> what if I told my daughter, Ava, you know what, Ava, I'm actually perfect <laughs> and I did nothing wrong. That's and it, 
<laughs> that's Donald Trump speaking. <laughs> my daughter said that's Donald Trump speaking. Yeah, and it's tan too. Oh my God. <laughs> but what if I did that? What if I said, you know what, Ava, actually you're wrong. I'm not, I did nothing wrong. It was none, none of it was my fault. It's all your mom's fault, you know? <laughs> She's a terrible person and I'm not. I'm, a, I'm an angel, I'm a saint. And your mom is a horrible person. What if I did that? What if I refused to change and I refused to accept that I, I might be wrong? Do you think my daughters would respect me? I don't even think that they would be in the car right now wanting to go down, you know, like willing to go down and spend time with me in Atlanta. They probably wouldn't want to have anything to do with me, you know? So I think that even, even that I can be thankful for because it, it forced me to change and it forced me to recognize that, you know, I don't have to be so rigid. I don't have to be, I don't have to try so hard to make other people think that I'm perfect, you know? And I don't have to worry so much anymore about what other people might think about me because when I was going through the divorce, that did. That was a really big fear of mine. I was like, oh no, what are people gonna think about me? You know, they're gonna think I'm a bad person. They're gonna know that I'm, you know, like I wanted everybody to think that I was a perfect father, a perfect husband. And it's like, oh no, they're gonna find out that I'm not. Oh, you know, I was scared. But now I realize it doesn't even matter. Who cares if people think that I'm a bad guy? As long as I show my daughters that I'm trying to be better. And as long as my daughters accept me and they're willing to forgive me and, you know, and as long as my daughters love me, then who cares what anyone else thinks, you know? Because when it comes down to it, the people that really matter in our lives are our family, the people who are closest to us. Because I just feel like with me and my parents, for example, because they didn't spend the time and they didn't make the effort, and it's not their fault. Back in the 80s, it was just like that. You know, kids were just, you know, they're kind of like your property. <clears throat> and I just feel like because of that, now that I'm older, I understand, I respect them, and we have a better relationship now. But I don't ever feel the urge. I don't, you know, I don't have this like love for my father. And I don't, you know, and I do, I do check in on him now. And I call and I say, hey, how are you doing? And things like that. But I have to make an effort. It doesn't come naturally. And I, and I feel like, I told, this is how I explain this to my parents. Because they garden, you know, my, my parents, they come from farming family in Korea. So they understand gardening concepts so I explained it to my parents like this if you don't tend the garden because you have to it, a garden takes a lot of work you got to go out there and make sure you weed it water it and all that stuff um, if you don't go out and take care of the garden and then you go out years later to a garden that you never worked on you never spent time on it and then you go out to the garden and you get mad at the garden for not growing vegetables. You know, it's like, this garden is useless, you know? Like, it has no vegetables, it has no fruits. Look at how, look at how dirty it is. It's like, that's your fault. 
<clears throat> you know, if you didn't spend time on the garden, then you can't blame the garden for not looking, for not giving you a harvest, right? You can't enjoy the fruits of your labor if you never put in the labor. So that's the same thing with my daughters. Like, I feel like because I went through that as a child and I know the pain and I know how much it hurts to feel like your parents don't really care about you and feel like your parents don't really want to spend time with you and feel like you're not that important to your parents. I know how that feels and I know how much that hurts. So even that I can be grateful for because had, that, had I not had that kind of childhood, maybe I wouldn't take it so serious. Maybe I wouldn't try so hard to have a good relationship with my daughters. Maybe I, maybe I would think that it's no big deal, you know, if I didn't have such a hard childhood myself. So even that I could be grateful for, you know? So I just want to encourage everybody that it really is, when you change the way you think about things, when you change your mind, you change your life. Even if, you, not, even if nothing in your life changes, the way you experience your life changes when you can change the way you think, when you can change the way you look at things, rather than look at things in a negative way, try to look for the positive and then your life becomes positive even if nothing about your life actually changes. Because you change the way you experience your life, because you change the way you're going through your life, your entire experience will change and you will have a positive experience even if nothing really changes about your life, even if your family is still critical and your friends still talk behind your back, you know, and like people at work, they don't really like you, you know, and they always try to sabotage you. Even if none of that changes, it, as long as you change the way you think about it and look at it, you can still be grateful and think, Wow, because I've been through this and I understand the pain, now I know how other people might feel, you know? But just try to, try to, our mind is the only thing we really control. We can't control anything else. The only thing we have control over is our thinking. That's it. We don't even have control over the way we look, really. That's all your DNA. We don't even have control of how tall we're going to grow. That's all set. <laughs> Why? <laughs> about we don't have control about how we look, our bodies even, right? We don't have control over anything except how we choose to think. That's the only thing you have control over. You can't even control other people. I have no control over my daughter Annabelle. <laughs> right? <clears throat> my daughter my daughter Ava, she she can't even control Annabelle. Nobody can control Annabelle. <laughs> But that's I the. Even let my leg on top of her. Like, oh my god. But that's the thing. We're not supposed to control Annabelle. Nobody's supposed to control anybody else. I'm only supposed to try to control my own thinking. That's it. Because that's the only thing I have control over. So, take control of the one thing that you actually have control of. Your own thinking. And your money. <laughs> and your money. But even your money, sometimes you don't have control over, you know? <clears throat> so, if you, as long as you can control how you think and how you feel, that's true freedom. That's 
real freedom. Because let's say somebody comes up to you and says, hey, stupid. Hey, dummy. And you don't allow that to affect you. You don't allow that to cause you to feel upset or anything. And instead of thinking, oh, my goodness, he called me a dummy. That makes me a dummy. No, it doesn't. Someone's opinion of you, someone's judgment of you. Uh-huh. Hey dummy, you look nice. <laughs> yeah, but let's just say that somebody's actually trying to be mean and they're trying to make you mad because they don't like you. So they come up to you and say, Hey dummy, why do you look so stupid? It's like do you know that doesn't make you a dummy and it doesn't make you someone who looks stupid. It's just their opinion. Exactly. Exactly. It means that they are the kind of person that needs to call somebody else a dummy and stupid in order for them to feel better about themselves. What, what Someone else's judgment about you doesn't define you. It defines who they are. And as long as you don't think that about yourself, it doesn't matter, you know? Somebody says, walks into a room that you're in and they say, hey, stupid, and you turn around. <laughs> it's like, do you have something else to do? Do you have to come and do it? this room to talk to me there are over a billion people in the world and you come to me yeah like i must be that important you know but really you don't even have to turn around you don't even have to acknowledge it why would you turn around when they said hey dummy you're not you're not dummy so you just ignore them and if they come up to you and tap you on your shoulder and say hey dummy i'm talking to you you just look up and say oh i'm sorry i'm i personally don't think that i'm a dummy so i didn't think you were talking to me what do you need dummy <laughs> you know <clears throat> so I, I'm just saying the one thing that we actually do have control over is the way we think about things and the way we feel about things our own emotions but even that is so hard to control once I realized how hard it was to control myself and to control my emotions that's when I realized it's impossible to control anybody else because it's almost impossible to control myself even <laughs> you know so the only thing i really need to focus on is controlling myself because even that's hard enough and then don't worry about everybody else let everybody else live their life you know and hopefully they're controlling themselves too you just have to have faith i'm doing the best i can and i'm just going to trust that you're doing the best you can if you think about the way the body works the heart never stops pumping to make sure the lungs are pumping, are, are, you know, filtering the air, pumping air the way it's supposed to be. You know, the heart never stops doing its job to go and check on that lungs and say, hey, are you, are you doing it right? What are you doing? You know, <clears throat> because then the heart, the body would die because heart stopped pumping. You know, it's like every organ of the body, the liver never stops what it's doing to check on the kidneys. You know, every organ of our body functions to the best of its ability and it trusts that the other organs are doing the same. Same thing with us. We're all part of, we're all different parts of this world, this earth. We all have to do our best and just trust that everybody else is doing their best too. You don't have to stop what you're doing and go, hey, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? You know, forget it. Let them do what they're doing. Just do the best you can and focus on yourself. Because let's just say that the brain one day thought to itself, I'm, I'm the smartest organ in the body. I'm the brain. I control everything. I'm so sophisticated and smart and so fancy. <clears throat> Why do I have to share the same body with that asshole down there? 
you know? He's so dirty and nasty and poop comes out of him all the time. And every once in a while, there's a fart that comes out of him. And it's so nasty. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed to be a part of the same body as that asshole down there. Like, let's get rid of him. I don't like him. Let's get rid of him, you know? I'm, I'm too smart and too, too fancy and too sophisticated to be a part of, you know, to be associated with the asshole. And so then the brain, let's say the brain starts to send chemicals and hormones to try to to try to you know destroy the the your butthole (laughs) because the brain just can't stand the butthole so much well guess what now the whole body's in trouble because no matter how dirty and you know ignorant or dumb or nasty the butthole might be you know in the brain's opinion the butthole is still so important to the body because without the butthole without being able to let out your waste and the gas you're going to get backed up and things are going to get broken inside. You know, you're going to bust inside and you're going to die probably. So that's my point is no matter how, no matter how repulsive or offensive you find someone else, you think they're an asshole and you want to get rid of them. You're going to end up ruining other things. So don't worry about that asshole. Let the asshole do whatever the asshole does. And you do what you do. And everything will be fine. I hope this makes sense. I hope it's simple enough for even my children to understand. And I honor the light in you that's also in me. Namaste.